Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets, what's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. I've begun work on a new book, which once again I'm crowdfunding with Unbound. It's about Bitcoin and it's called Bitcoin, the Future of Money? In today's programme, I'll be reading a short extract, giving you a sneak audiobook preview. So, here we go. Bitcoin meet. Informal Bitcoin get-together, says the link I've been texted. Saturday, 1pm to 4pm. Meet under the blue awning at St James's Square in Spitalfields. I arrive about 1.45. There is no blue awning, but 50 or so people are milling under a white one. It's bitterly cold. Ask me, says a sticker on the coat of a young chap with a bowler hat. So I do. Yes, this is the Bitcoin get-together. He's a computer programmer for a financial services company. Late 20s, I'd guess. He's been into Bitcoin for a while and thinks the price has got ahead of itself. But he's still into it. We start talking about the future of Bitcoin and whether it's going to change the world. That kind of thing. A mixed-race dude with a gold tooth and a blue leather jacket approaches us and starts listening in. You got any Bitcoins then? He asks after a while. A couple, I say. How'd you get them? I was given them a while back. Oh. He thinks for a moment. But have you ever actually used them? He asks. Yeah, a few times. I bought some weed on the Silk Road. What's that? I've heard of that, I think. It's a website where you could buy drugs and stuff, using bitcoins. What? And it actually arrived? Yeah, a couple of days after I ordered it, from Mr Clonk. Wow, he says thoughtfully. He's impressed. I can see all sorts of ideas going through his head. Next, I meet a middle-class white kid with tatty clothes and a confident air. He's developing a system by which you can buy and sell goods on Amazon with Bitcoin. He's hoping to close the deal with Amazon next week. Then I meet Fabio, an Italian computer programmer who wants to convert his brother's pizza delivery company in Dubai to Bitcoin. Then there's an Eastern European whose name I didn't catch who bought Bitcoins because Max Kaiser told him to. I meet Seshu from Bangalore who's developing a Bitcoin bank which pays 80% interest. 80%. It also allows people to make leveraged bets on Bitcoin. When I talk about leverage and gearing in my PR, do you think people will understand what that means? He asks. This is all in about 15 minutes. I'm amazed at the creativity Bitcoin is inspiring and the opportunities it's creating. A chubby posh chap in an oilskin coat stands on a table. All right, we're going to have a live auction. Could everybody gather round? The people who are selling over here, the people who are buying over here. So, what am I offered? £530 comes a call. 530 for one Bitcoin. 530 for one Bitcoin, calls out the posh chap. 515 comes an offer from a bloke with a beard who looks like Captain Birdseye. 
5.25? suggests the seller. Meet at 5.20, ventures our auctioneer. After a moment, they both nod. Sold. We have our first sale of the afternoon. Right, 5.25 is the price. Do we have any more? He's clearly done this before and is a natural. Over the course of the next few minutes, I watch as several bitcoins, or satoshis, change hands. Satoshis are divisions of bitcoins, rather as cents are to dollars or pence to pounds. Wads of notes are passed and bitcoins are transferred via mobile phone or computer. I remember the pyramid schemes in the late 1990s. You paid £1,500 to get your place on the pyramid and then had to find eight people beneath you, each paying £1,500 to you, so you made £12,000. They then had to find eight more. The large wads of cash flying about reminded me of them. Alarm bells are going off. It's a pyramid scheme, a Ponzi scheme, a scam. Now, like then, there are all sorts at the meeting. People from all over Europe, Asians, Africans, the full gamut of London-born diversity from city bod to Shoreditch twat to Caribbean dude, a load of grungy-looking guys who are either homeless or perennials on the festival circuit, complete with tracksuit bottoms, hoodies, roll-ups, cans of lager and bad teeth. And goodness knows what else. Heck, there's even a transvestite. I've never seen so much variety in so few people, except for the fact that most are blokes. All are there, enticed by the lure of easy riches. I get talking to the chubby auctioneer. Adam's his name. He's extremely polite and respectful, but cagey when I ask him what he does. He's a former fund manager from the city, and he's obviously been given stick for working in the city. I put him at ease by saying I work for Money Week. It's impossible to make any money now as an independent, he says. He used to buy distressed companies, but there are no distressed companies anymore. Low interest rates have meant that what should have died lives on. If he wants to set up a fund, the regulation is so onerous that he would need to raise £100 million to make it viable. That's impossible. Regulation has just reinforced the monopolies of the banks. Big corporations like regulation because only they can afford it. It's a great big barrier to entry. But Bitcoin? There's none of that in Bitcoin. It's the future, he says. He's been called over to start another auction. A canny East End Jewish lad in his mid-thirties, Paul, seems to be running things. I want to talk to him. As the auction begins, Paul offers to buy £100 of Bitcoin at £500 a coin. I want an excuse to talk to him, so I accept. £100 worth of Bitcoin at 500 sold, calls out Adam. Paul walks over to me. I've got to go to the cash point, he says. Come on, I'll buy you a coffee. It's freezing. I need to warm up. The auction continues as we make our way to the cafe. 500 anyone? shouts Adam, the auctioneer, from the table on which he's standing. Yes, calls out one of the homeless stroke festival perennials just as we pass them. His mate snigger. Yes, what? says Adam. Er... Uh... The guy doesn't know. He looks at his mates. They snigger some more. He's skinny, about five foot nine, mid-twenties maybe, unshaven, 
wearing dirty grey tracksuit bottoms and not one, but two hoodies, both up over his head. Under the hoods, I make out a mischievous pair of dark eyes. A badge has been sewn on to the outer hoodie. It's a CND logo with the words, Sean's Outpost, Homeless Outreach. So he is homeless, I think. How come the homeless are interested in Bitcoin? Underneath Sean's Outpost, Homeless Outreach are the words Satoshi Forest, but I barely notice. I'm too busy wondering why on earth there are so many homeless at a Bitcoin meet. The auction continues. 5.20, anyone? Yes, 5.20, calls out the homeless dude. Bid or offer? asks Adam. Uh, offer, he guesses. He's confused again. There's a pause as he tries to register the question. He looks to his mates for help. Do you want to buy or sell? asks Adam patiently. He's stumped again. His mates snigger some more. Yes, he guesses. Then he shouts out, Don't know! You're not really cut out for capital markets, are you? heckles my Jewish Bitcoin buyer, Paul. Everybody laughs. But my first thought is concern. You can't take the piss out of a homeless person like that. I go for my coffee with Paul. He's a derivatives trader. Friendly, open, very confident, extremely knowledgeable and a fantastic source of information and contacts. We exchange emails and later he sends me all sorts of links to interesting Bitcoin reading. It was funny what you said to that homeless dude, I say. How come there are so many homeless at a Bitcoin meet? Homeless? Ha! <laughs> That's Amir, says Paul. Amir? Amir Taki? Amir Taki is one of the world's most dangerous slash talented computer hackers and one of Bitcoin's key coders. I thought he was in Spain developing a dark wallet. I have to talk to him. We go back to the meet. Everybody else wants to talk to Amir as well. They're all asking him who Satoshi is. Paul introduces us. Amir's happy to do an interview. And at 11 the following morning, I find myself standing outside a squat in Bow. So there we go, an excerpt from Bitcoin, the future of money, question mark. If you'd like to help get the book funded, I'd be very grateful. Please visit unbound.co.uk slash books slash Bitcoin. That's unbound.co.uk slash books slash Bitcoin. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back soon with more interviews. And if you're interested in buying the audiobook of my first book, Life After the State, you can do that at lifeafterthestate.com slash audiobook. And I'll put both of those links on the homepage. Until next time, goodbye. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 